Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the topic is emotions, but I want to zero in on anger. Well, what are emotions? Simply put, they are feelings. They can be fruit of the spirit feelings like love, joy, peace, patience, gratitude, or they can be works of the flesh feelings, hatred, jealousy, selfishness, anger. And some emotions can be both. We can be righteously angry or unrighteously angry. But for this little podcast, we're going to keep it simple and consider today anger as it presents itself as a work of the flesh, the bad kind, ladies. (laughs) First, of course, emotions are a good gift that God has bestowed on his creatures. Think of how much we enjoy our spirit-led emotions. They can be a delight both to us and those around us. So a cheerful person not only enjoys himself, but also brings enjoyment to others. A loving person, a patient person, or a grateful person, each is a pleasure to be around. People who are calm and peaceful are a positive blessing to those around them, as opposed to the ones who are stressed out and angry, the kind you must tiptoe around so as not to annoy. So think of your children. How nice is it for them when mom is happy? and not so nice for them when mom is grumpy or annoyed. When we are controlling our emotions and they are not controlling us, the people we love are being loved. Indulging fleshly emotions, being on an emotional roller coaster, is not loving your people, whether it's your husband, your siblings, your parents, or your roommates. Proverbs has a couple of things to say about this, that people who are easily annoyed and easily angered should consider these verses. Proverbs 29, 22, an angry man stirs up strife and a furious man abounds in transgression. So in that one, we see anger just creates another problem. It's just stirring up strife. It's causing a lack of peace and joy, right? A furious man abounds in transgression. That means he is full of sin and he's spreading sin, and he's being sinful, and he's stirring up a lot of trouble. And Proverbs 22, 24 tells us not to make friends with someone like that. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man, do not go. Don't hang out with people who have a bad temper. It's just not good to be close by when they go into their problem, when they start stirring up trouble. Anger is sinful. And it leads to more sin. And so there's the warning. Steer clear of an angry man. Don't marry an angry man. Don't make friends with an angry woman. But this podcast is about our own tendencies to anger and not about how to fix all those other people who have this problem. So let's talk for a minute about how to resist the temptation to anger. If you are given to that temptation, if this is one of your failings, what can you do to resist temptation? The more you give way to anger, the quicker it comes because you've made a smooth pathway for it. And this is, of course, true of all kinds of temptation. It mows you down and it mows others down. And then you're in the position of either apologizing right away, putting things right, which is the right thing to do, or you hope no one noticed, or if they did, that they would soon forget about it. But they did notice. 
and they don't forget about it. If we don't put up a fight against the temptation to be angry, then we've left the door unlocked and the porch light on. But if we put up some barriers and show some resistance, we will have more time to fight off the temptation to give way to anger. And we'll get better at shutting it down. We can see it coming and have time to plead to God for help and grace to not give way. So how do we put up such a fight? Well, the first thing to do is to begin praying about your anger now. While you are not angry, you pray preventatively. Lord, please help me to overcome my temptation to react in anger. Please fill me with patience and kindness in situations that provoke me. We should pray this way when we're not being tempted and pray about it regularly. If there is one particular cause of aggravation that tempts you to respond in anger, then pray specifically for that one. Then ask God to give you some patience. If you want to get good at something, then you have to practice. So start practicing. I remember a woman at one of my Bible studies long ago saying that when she learned something new, she just wanted to roll up her sleeves and get on it. And that's such a great attitude. So ask God to give you some practice controlling your temper. The provocations are a given. You don't have to ask for more of those. (laughs) But if there is something in particular that you know stumbles you, start praying about that. Remember, in every temptation, we have a choice. We do not have to give way. We can call out for the grace to enable us to resist the temptation to choose not to respond in anger. Then you must remember you are in Christ's school, and this is an opportunity for you to pass the test. Before we can resist fresh temptations, though, we must confess our old, stubborn sinfulness and seek forgiveness from those we have wronged. You cannot just press on when you haven't put things right. You have to have the right view of providence, and then you can think wisely about what is happening. Is God in control? Has he ordained this particular provocation for my good? If so, then I can submit to God's providence. I can call myself into order and submit to God rather than submitting to the temptation to get angry. Thinking this way helps soften our hearts and enables us to gain the upper hand over our emotions. If we begin to focus on self-control when it comes to anger, we will notice that self-control works its way into other areas of our lives where it's also needed. So, one of the kids accidentally drops a gallon of milk and it goes everywhere over your freshly mopped floor. Do you act or do you react? Do you act wisely with cheerfulness or do you freak out and snap at the child? If you snap, then you are spilling battery acid all over the milk. And which is worse? God doesn't care about the spilled milk but he does care about the battery acid. If your response is to pray quickly and silently, Lord, thank you for the spilled milk. Help me to clean it up with joy and not be rude or unkind to my child. Amen. Then you can laugh and start mopping up. You can give the child a hug and say, it's okay. There's an old proverb that says, don't cry over spilled milk. It's just milk. But your child is a living soul who needs to be shown how to live in a way that honors God. So show him. In all these things, we have to trust God. Ask him to change you, to sanctify you, particularly in the areas where you know full well you need it. Don't hang on to pet annoyances. Decide to let them all go. If you can think of any pet annoyances, we'll start with those. 
clear them out, and no doubt God will show you more. Being free of anger and annoyance is a great improvement over how you are living now. Pray for it, long for it, and work toward it by God's grace. And when you start to get angry, pause, start over. Say something to your children or husband or roommate or friend like this, I am sorry for my annoyance and anger. Can we rewind the tape and start over again? God loves to forgive our sins, and he also loves to provide for us in the moment of temptation. So if there's an area in your life where you see you give way to this, start praying now. Start working on it now. Roll those sleeves up, and I know God will bless. So have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.